0: This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you very, very much for listening in on the last day of the week as we go into a weekend uh, in a situation of, I would say, uh, tension for the world. Uh, The invasion of a civilized, organized, developed country by a foreign power, which is being done against its will, is uh, a very, very um, treacherous and, 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 and disturbing circumstance. So we have to step back from it. You know, we've been thinking about it and hearing about it, and it, somehow it, these things become meteor events. But for the people in the street, this is not a meteor event. People are being trampled. People are being killed. Uh, according to the Ukrainians, they've already killed or incapacitated about a 1,000 Russian operatives, Russian soldiers. Don't know what the count is on the other side. I'm sure it's pretty close to equal. And we also have Russians uh, doing a lot of counter uh, operations. Uh, it's alleged that Russians are uh, dressing as Ukrainian so- soldiers and uh, making it look like uh, you know they're turning on their own people uh they've apparently uh, were able to incapacitate or murder one and identify him. uh we have the extraordinary circumstance and i find this very very uh, admirable of the president of uh ukraine president uh, zelensky uh going out in the street uh, as as is the mayor of uh kyiv my friend uh, uh Kuchko. And Klitschko, you can understand, was the heavyweight champ of the world. So <laughs> still, that doesn't matter if there's a bullet. Right. Uh, but he's a man of tremendous courage and and uh, a man of tremendous size, six, seven, six, eight. Uh, well, both of them are out on the street defending their their their, their city. And um, in the case of the president, I heard him being interviewed before and he's Uh, commanding a group of about 300, uh, I don't know what you would call them, civilians, I guess, who have done a little training, and they're they're armed with mostly AK-47s. They would like to have had uh, more more arms. Uh, They didn't get it. I think he was, uh, when he said that, he was reflecting the disagreement they have with the Biden administration once again. uh, As Obama did, they're not giving them the kind of weapons that they really could use uh those AK47s and some of the others came you know gr- uh, uh, through Donald Trump who reversed the decision of Obama not to give them offensive weapons uh while they were being slaughtered by the Russians last time i don't know or understand the the the, the confused position of the Democratic Party toward uh, Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine is essentially favors the Democrats. Ukraine has been involved in, as we know, substantial number of corrupt activities with Democrat politicians. Uh, there, there are Ukrainians that complain to me that for, that the Democrats use it as a cash cow. Uh, but now where it comes to, you know, putting it on the line for them, um, they seem to be extraordinarily intimidated by Russia. Extraordinarily intimidated. I mean, from the, from from the fact that, uh, on the almost before, uh, Putin issued any kind of threats, uh, Biden was uh, on his hands and knees, making it clear: no military, no military, no military, no military, no military. Now, I mean, I, I can see the, the 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 force of that opinion, It might very well have been the same thing that Trump uh, thought, because there's this aversion to. Uh, any more entanglements in foreign wars right now. It's only 27% supports going to war or militarily intervening to assist the Ukrainians. So that's a big number for a politician to go up against. Uh, But still, you could have left the issue open. I'm sure Trump would have. I'm absolutely certain. And I know my boss, Ronald Reagan, I mean, it would be classic for him to have left it open. Then he would say he would have said, you know, you're going into that country is going to have uh, dire consequences and uh, I'll evaluate it. And I'm not going to limit myself as to what the consequences are going to be. I mean, uh, Putin could look at that and say, oh, well, he's just, you know, saying that there's no way he's going to go against domestic opinion uh, where the country is only 27 percent in favor of help, helping Ukraine. But still. You leave the doubt there. You know, they used to think uh, Ronald Reagan was crazy. So if you leave the doubt there, they would think, well, he's crazy enough to do it. And I I guess, you know, the Democrats used to keep saying that Trump was crazy. I don't know if the Russians viewed him that way, but they certainly viewed him as being tougher than Biden, which, of course, isn't saying an an awful lot. But, I mean, they they, uh, handled this brilliantly. They took Biden apart first to the whole world. They made him a coward, a fool uh, to the whole world but and basically over that three to four week period when Biden was showing up and saying, "Well, they're going to attack in two to three days, and then two or three days would go by and they're going to attack in two and three days they're going to attack in two or three days then not take any questions and walk out looking like a defeated old man with his with his uh, uh, shoulders all hunched over and um, all of that creates the picture that 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 i think uh putin wanted to be certain of and that is that he was not going to have a military confrontation with the u.s or with nato i think he's going to get all that he can handle from the ukrainians when i see the president of a country in the street with an ak-47 i don't know i admire that you know another one of my heroes is churchill I admire Churchill for his foresight in seeing the dangers of Hitler. I think you would have seen these dangers here in advance, unlike the Biden administration. But in any event, he never had any trouble standing out there when the bombs were falling, basically saying, you you can't hit me. And his quote on TV, uh, uh, on CNN, was, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, but it, Gave me a little bit of goosebumps. The reporter said, "How long are you going to remain out here?" Something like that. And then Zelensky said, "As long as I have to." And he said, "Well, when you know when I mean when? How far is this going to go?" He said, "Well, we're, we're never we're never giving in. We're never we're never submitting to Russia." It wasn't exactly, but something like that. This reminds me of the Churchillian quote during the beginning of uh, the the Battle of Britain. When he said, you know, uh, we're going to fight you and we're going to, we're going to fight you at the shore and we're going to fight you uh, on our roads and we're going to fight you on our streets and we're going to fight you in our cities and we're going to fight you in our businesses and we're going to fight you if you come into our homes and you will get Britain when the last Englishman or woman is dead. Now that's a proposition to present to somebody. That's being Tough. I believe, among other things, not the only thing, among other things, Hitler looked at the choices he had. Do I go over the canal, uh, the channel, the canal. do I go over the channel, the English channel, which, you know, uh, with my uh, much, much superior army that has just driven the English and French armies off the continent at Dunkirk and, and capture England? Or do I turn the other way and go after the much larger in that sense, much larger proposition, which had already defeated one of the great generals of all time, Napoleon? Do I turn the other way and double cross Stalin and take Russia? And he decided to take Russia, which probably lost a war for him by splitting uh, by splitting what, you know, what he had to defend and and then bringing into it the um, the, the, the the Russians fighting for their own homes. Because, and the Ukrainians fighting the Russians. I mean, part of the history of Ukraine is it's been raped by the, by the, uh by the, uh, by the Russians, by by the Soviets, uh, and by others. Um, now Russia finally held out at the last minute, but the damage inflicted on Russia, and Ukraine, was enormous, much more than ours. Which they often feel they won the war because of that. But I mean, that's kind of a simplistic notion because you had to win on the west side, uh, on the western front as well, which was really the more significant front. Um, And Hitler demonstrated that when he moved his troops secretly from the Russian front to France-German border, and that's what created the Battle of the Bulge, which almost reversed uh, our uh, landing in D-Day. So this is an area that has seen a lot of, I mean, unlike America, which has seen very, very little war, which is why September 11 was so shocking to us, this is an area that has seen uh, war. War is in its history. Oh, my goodness, going back to 900 and uh, war, religious division, strife, people trying to assert themselves as dictators, deprivation of human rights. These are very good people. I know them. I I know them better than I know most because I've been to Ukraine a lot. Uh, I advised the mayor of both uh, Kharkiv and Kiev on uh, how to build emergency management centers. I was extraordinarily saddened to see that the Russians moved into Kharkiv. Kharkiv is a brave little city. Kharkiv uh, is a Russian city. It's uh, ethnically Russian, all things being equal, it would be in favor, really, of being part of Russia. It's in that territory, really, that uh, Russia sort of uh, called separatist now has recognized. I'm not sure Kharkiv is exactly in it. It was carved out for a while. And the Russians attacked it in uh, 14. A terrible mistake uh, shows what brutes they are with no no, no common sense. And the, the, the city that was pro-Russian turned, you're here and killing us. And the mayor of Kharkiv did what the pre- president and the mayor of Ukraine are doing now. The mayor of Khark- of Kiev is doing now. They went, the mayor went on the streets, he organized his people, and he drove the Russians out. Now, in part probably because the Russians didn't expect much of a fight in that city. But in any event, they they paralyzed the mayor who I uh, uh, designed the Emergency Management Center for and got to know fairly well, I'd say well, uh, he became a hero, really, of the entire Ukraine and became a supporter of the overall government that wants to align with the West. So it kind of switched his position completely. So I see Zelensky and uh, Klitschko, uh, you know, in a way uh, – Imitating, not imitating, but following that or following Churchill or but there's nothing like your leader leading the battle when Patton used to go up to the front of the army. I don't know what general would do that today. They stopped retreating. When MacArthur did the same thing, they stopped retreating. I mean, if you watch the movie MacArthur, there's a great scene where he says, I'm going to the front, and Marshall says to him, you know, you'll be shot. And he, and he, he looks back, and I think it's an absolute true story. He says, the, their bullets can't get me. And that continued. The, when his men saw him do that, woof, they took off. We will be back in a short while. We're going to have Miranda Devine today. Miranda Devine is the best columnist anywhere are only the ones with the most guts. So stay tuned. Come right back. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Rudy Giuliani back with you. And uh, if you want to uh, uh, get on the hotline, which I encourage, call 800-848-9222 so we can discuss these issues and uh, uh, we'll add to it the other uh, uh, issue and, 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 and occurrence of great Importance, which is the appoint, which always is, by the way, is the appointment of a Supreme Court justice nominee, Judge Katani Brown Jackson, and uh, Judge uh, uh, Jackson. Let's start off with the fact that she has the uh, what I call the paper credentials, uh, which they all have. You know, basically uh, Ivy League background. Uh, One one could question if the court. It's really diverse since I think all but one comes from the Ivy League. Does that make for diversity? We're talking about diversity racially and, and gender, but, uh, um, intellectually or I guess because what is it? Six. I consider it five conservatives, three liberals and a mostly conservative in the case of John Roberts, but not a, not a sure vote. Um, Judge Jackson, from her background and her writings and her her activities uh, um, off the court, outside of the court, would indicate that she's an activist, a very strong activist, and would be a left-wing vote. Um, On the other hand, she's uh, very well-educated. She clerked for uh, Justice Breyers. She uh, was confirmed just pretty recently for the D.C. Circuit with a couple of Republican votes. She did have some republican votes against her like Senator Grassley and uh, and th- those should be looked into because Senator Grassley is not someone who just knee jerk votes against someone that would that would be something I'd want I'd want to look at she is a historic appointment in the sense that she's the first black w- woman on the supreme court and uh, her talk her speech was really you know excellent she seems like a very charming very well-educated, very decent person. Uh, Now, just how radical are her views and how much should that be considered in the mix of whether you uh, agree with an appointment or not? Obviously, that was the major contention uh, with uh, the justices that the Democrats gave a very hard time to Kavanaugh being the one that was disgraceful, really. Um, the Kavanaugh had exactly the same paper credentials. I mean, Ivy League law school clerked on the court, uh, worked in the Justice Department, um, considered very brilliant, very, very smart, um, but also considered uh, too right-wing, and therefore, uh, let's go after him. So let's see if the Republicans do that or they don't do that. The difference really is, she would not be a critical vote in the sense that she's replacing the man she clerked for, Breyers, and uh, therefore just a one liberal vote replacing another. Although it sounds to me that she's probably further further left than Breyers was, who who um, at times displayed moderate tendencies when he was a. Uh, when he was on the court and I've always been a believer in, uh, the president getting the appointment, meaning that you can't expect a president to appoint a justice that disagrees with his political or legal philosophy. That's stupid. It's like, uh, ask him to appoint people to his cabinet who disagree with him. Uh, you, what you can ask of him is to appoint a very, very good lawyer and a very honest person. And, uh, if her views are so radical that they're damaging to the United States, then that's one thing. But I don't, I don't know her views, and I certainly am not going to prejudge that. And only thing I would tell you right now is it seems like the kind of appointment that would usually get made. And now, now but then we always find out things after. So let's keep our powder dry, as they, as they say. When we come back, we're going to have Miranda Devine uh, very, very shortly after we come back. WABC Giuliani Show. Back again, Rudy Giuliani, and uh, I thought I would also point out that the CDC has uh, – it's amazing, you know, so much other news. This would generally be big, big thing, right? CDC is limiting mask restrictions now uh, and may actually be limiting uh, proof of vaccine, lifting them, in fact, as of February 28th. Now, I guess that states get a chance to do what they want, so let's see what Hochul and Adams do. They so far have been, well, certainly uh, Hochul's been at it long enough so we can say that. They've been uh, very, very restrictive, much more so than any place else, even California. So let's see if they follow the science. (laughs) Follow the science. What a bunch of phonies. You must wear a mask, except for me. I don't have to wear a mask because I'm very important and you are a little peon. Do you you realize that's what the Democratic Party is all about? This this party that used to be thought of, which maybe it was and maybe it wasn't when I was young. as the party of the poor, as the party of the elite now. And you can see it. it Actually, their conduct with mass sort of demonstrates it, you know, demonstrates it better than maybe a lot of other other things. Let me also say when I was speaking before about the brave president, I made a mistake. I I uh, I. I assumed, I heard president, I was rushing to get ready for the show, and I assumed it was Zelensky, and I, I knew that Zelensky was out in the street. It was President Poroshenko. That President Poroshenko is the president who was defeated by Zelensky. President Poroshenko is the person that uh, Joe Biden, some people would say, allegedly, I would say it's pretty well proven bribed, in order to drop the case on the uh, m- major criminal, Mykola Zloshevsky, who's the guy that really... Was the reason why Biden interfered in that case for payment of anywhere from eight—I'm um, f- sorry, five to eight million dollars—and of course, uh, Hunter Biden was uh, the partner of Mykola Zloshchevsky, one of the most crooked men in uh, Ukraine. And uh, Mykola Zloshchevsky was, you know, allowed to go free, even though he stole at least five billion dollars. Okay, I got to admire him. He may be a crook, but he's a crook with guts. He's out in the street with his AK-47, unless it's a, just, a, just a, uh, a photo op. He claims he's got three hundred uh, 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 sort of civilian battalion ready to shoot, ready to fight, and he's the one that said, uh, "Hey, baby, you ain't getting uh, you, you ain't getting Kiev unless you uh, un- basically unless you kill us." Well, okay, strike one up for you. I mean, human beings are complicated. So Poroshenko was the person who made that brave comment. I want to thank our staff for fixing it up uh, for me so we get it right. right. And um, he's entitled to the credit. And those are the things that inspire people. I mean, those are the things that inspire the people – at home to stay with it. It's not. It's what's not happening here with Biden. Biden is not inspiring, and the message of we're not going to use our military. We're not going to use our military. And then a- every one of these, um, every every one of these uh, uh, sanctions that are placed on, they're all weak. He tries to paint them as as strong, and then they get analyzed, and my gosh, they have a third. So I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk to uh, Miranda about this, but I think this should be considered an act of terrorism. So let's go to um, the uh, columnist for uh, the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in the United States, and the author of a major major work of history, I believe, and a bestseller, "The Hard Drive from Hell," Miranda Devine. Miranda. Hi.
1: Hi, Rudy. How are you? Good to talk to you.
0: I'm good. I'm good. There's so much going on. But even through all this, it looks like the issues with Hunter Biden keep compounding.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, we know that uh, the grand jury in Delaware is interviewing people in his uh, past that he may not want to be testifying. Uh, People like his baby mama, London Roberts, the former stripper from Uh, D.C., who's the mother of his three-year-old that he doesn't ever acknowledge. She had to sue him for paternity. And then uh, another ex-girlfriend who uh, has detailed, uh, you know, details of his lavish spending sprees. She spent a lot of time with him at the Chateau Marmont in 2018 when he was (laughs) spending a fortune, cooking crack, uh, you know, uh, having parades of prostitutes and drug dealers through the place. So uh, this is
0: a tax case, you think?
1: Yes, well, it looks like it, but there's also um, some talk that they're also looking at money laundering and um, perhaps allegations of, uh, you know, some other foreign uh, rule bending.
0: So I think I might have the date. I think I, I think I have the date pretty accurate. It was February of 2016, and there are documents in the prosecutor's file of uh, of a money transaction for about $14 million, and it went from Ukraine to uh, Latvia to Cyprus and then uh, ends up going out to a number of people, including Hunter, and then they, re- and they recapture it because in the trial of Devin Archer, the books are, of the company are put in, and you see the $3 million coming in there, and it was disguised as a loan. So that's a pure yeah. and, and pretty much designated by Latvia as money laundering, and then there was a side note that nine hundred thousand dollars, or was it eight hundred? I don't remember. Went to went to went to Joe. So you think that's part of the case, or they're going to be too scared to put that in?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, look, Rudy, I've seen some of the suspicious activity reports um, from J.P. Morgan Chase uh, and. Uh, they're, they're part of the, um, this grand jury investigation, and uh, that the U.S. Um, attorney in Delaware is doing, David Weiss. And on those suspicious activity transactions, uh, there is, or reports, there is mention of uh, a number of women, and they're, they're put in there. It says because uh, of suspected uh, human trafficking or prostitution. Now, I mean, we know prostitution with uh, with Hunter Biden. Um, you know, he it, it, there's ample evidence of it on the laptop. But I did wonder, especially after the Matt Gates allegations, uh, if anybody was going to be looking at uh, sex trafficking uh, yeah. with Hunter Biden. A lot of these women were Ukrainian, Russian, um, and so on. So, who knows what they're going to look at? Um, you know, if they want to pull the threads. They will find, as you know, a lot of criminality. But if they just decide to confine themselves to purely tax, uh, they, it may be a more constricted um, result.
0: Yeah, because this transaction, which actually I had this transaction before the hard drive. I got it from the Ukrainian uh, prosecutors. Uh, it's one of those uh, things where as a former prosecutor, it's like a it's like a, a no brainer case. You make it from yeah. paper. You, you, right. you see, you see the money going from one country to another country. It keeps moving between three different uh, uh, companies, and then it keeps it's designated basically as a loan, and then it's actually a payment. But the one thing you, you can't tell is what it's for, and it, it doesn't look like the normal payment he was getting for, for, um, uh, for, for, for working for Zalesewski. It looks like something different. But you can't tell well, what it is. And then there's a note, a very suspicious note, that says eight or $900,000 for lobbying Joe Biden. Yeah. So,
1: well, look, you know, it's incredible that even uh, this week the Washington Post wrote a piece about um, – because Ukraine is now back in the news for obvious reasons. And wow. uh, so that brings up the question of Joe Biden being compromised by all this money – coming in from not just Ukraine, but also Russia and uh, and China, obviously. But um, the, the Washington Post wrote a story this week, again, perpetrating the lie that they will not let go of, that the prosecutor in Ukraine, Viktor Shokin, was not looking into Burisma. Whereas a few weeks before he was fired on the say-so of Joe Biden, on the demand of Joe Biden to Poroshenko, he had just seized... Property belonging to Zlochevsky, the owner of Burisma, yeah, seized lots of land, seized mansions,
0: seized a Rolls-Royce. I'm, I don't get it. I, I, how can you say on February 1st, 2016, Yeah, the special prosecutor of Ukraine issued an arrest warrant for the business, which is a massive thing. It's like um, they call it an arrest warrant, but it's like closing the business down. They raided the business and closed it down. How can you say he's not investigating it if he raided the business, closed it down, and had requests out to interview Hunter Biden and uh, all the other people involved? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he said he was going to subpoena Hunter Biden. Just a straight out-and-out lie that they just keep repeating.
1: And the reason they do it is because – or they get away with it – is because they use as their source – not – I mean, they could just Google or they could have documents from the prosecutor's office, but they don't do that. They take the word of this Soros-funded nonprofit there, which has got some name like anti-corruption.
0: Antac, right. It's Antac. Antac Antac is what it's called. And that's that's the one that – that's the one that the ambassador uh, Vo- Voinovich uh, required Lutsenko to drop the case on even before even before uh, uh, Barisman. That's right. So the Soros prosecutor... was in there getting his cases dismissed even before uh, Zloshevsky.
1: Exactly, because the Ukraine Prosecutor's Office was investigating um, the, the misuse of American funds that came into Antac that Soros. NGO, um, which is a very political outfit and uh, also was uh, instrumental in creating uh, protests against Victor Shokin, who'd only been there for a year. Um, and, and the other thing is that um, the Washington Post article, or an- another one linked to it, uh, also told the lie that Victor Shokin was the prosecutor when the case against Zlotowski um, was. Interfered with and tampered with in London by the by the prosecutor's office in Ukraine, so that it ended up being dropped in London and he got away scot free. And uh, that wasn't shoken. He he was brought in after correct the, his predecessor was fired for that reason. For uh, you know there was talk. Uh, in fact, I think George Kent was one who was very angry about it from from the State <laughs> Department, saying that it was several million dollars in a bribe was paid to someone at that prosecutor's office.
0: You know, Miranda, we may may never have found out about this case if they didn't attack Shokin for being crooked. Because uh, what he told me was when he left, the deal with Poroshenko, the guy who's out in the street right now, was – and Poroshenko was apologetic about having to fire him. And he said, as long as you don't, you know, do anything and claim I'm corrupt because they're trying to do that. And Poroshenko assured him that – and Poroshenko put out a very good statement, you know, the usual happy for your service. When they started to go after him uh, uh, as corrupt, that's when he started to fight back, including suing them and raising this issue and getting other Ukrainians to raise it. And that's how it got, you know, that's how it got uh, up uh, above the fold. Might have yeah. might have been just left. And also because no one paid attention to Joe's statement, which sh- should have triggered it when he basically said, I bribe Poroshenko. I mean, the people on the Council on Farm Relations listened to that, and their eyes glazed over.
1: Well, do you think I, I've only just come to think this in the last week or so? Do you think that Joe Biden made that statement publicly that was videotaped at the Council of Foreign Relations in DC deliberately to uh, kind of um, head off an investigation that he thought was coming? It was his. It was just like when Hunter Biden wrote about his drug problems in his memoir it's to neutralize the bad news that
0: you think is going to come a very good chance he did you know it <laughs> it it's, it's a good chance he did it's also a good chance he's so stupid he would he would just do it and there's also a good chance his dementia kicked in I mean it didn't just start you know the day he ran the 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 experts I went to who analyzed like eight or ten years of his uh, speeches say he started deteriorating about four years ago so it could be yeah, any but, one of those things
1: but i i am, am more and more inclined to believe that his his cunning his sly nature is um is the most dominant aspect yes. of all of that um his he still has an innate ability to protect himself and and he, he might not be very i mean he's not very bright he's also he's spoiled
0: uh, uh, he's also spoiled because he gets away with things. Yeah. So he, you know, he expects he could say, you know, the, the charges have been debunked. And the yeah. press will just print it. They won't go look for the, I mean, if, if you told me the charges were debunked, I'd say, where's the report? Yeah. But nobody's asked where's the report because there is no report. He gets they away with They just keep the, repeating, the, the charges lot. are debunked. The char- He's used to that. And I think you get sloppy when, when, when you're used to that.
1: Yeah, and and he has done it all his career. And, he and he's gone away, away with it. it. And because he had that great tragedy that he's capitalized on his entire career. Oh. And I think to the point now where uh, people just are sick of it. They don't want to hear about it anymore.
0: Yeah, the, fa- the fact that uh, tragically your your wife died does not entitle you to take $31 million from China. And, uh, well, at least, I mean, at
1: least, I, that's well, that's the tip of the iceberg. I don't think we can. Quantify. I, I know.
0: I, I mentioned yeah. China only because it's just astounding. It would be as if Roosevelt took 31 million dollars from the Nazis. You know, they're our yeah. biggest enemies, and they pay. I think he got paid more money by China than he got paid by America.
1: Yeah, much more.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. congratulations on your book, it's the Thank best you, book really. of the year. Well, certainly, the most consequential, and uh, well, and on your continued work. I mean, you're you're just uh, you're just a, a, an asset for this country. That oh, thank you. At a time we really well, need you. God bless you, Miranda.
1: Well, Rudy, thank you, and you're marvelous. And none of none of this would have ever happened if you hadn't had the courage and the guts part to actually get that laptop out there.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, and uh, we'll be back after the break with the mayor's final thoughts. And now. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Yes, it is. It's uh, time for the Final Thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers. Make sure you make your $11 a month contribution to T2T.org. That's T, the number two, dot org. T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers. Okay? Uh, so... The difficulty America is in beyond uh, Joe Biden's uh, ineptitude and possible uh, being compromised, as we discussed with um, with Miranda, is there is a well-known attitude in the country, which is not just an attitude. It becomes then the policy position of almost all our major political figures, whether it's uh, President uh, former President Trump or present President Biden or the Secretary of State, or I don't know about the prior Secretary of State. I haven't heard him on this, but I assume to some extent. Here, here, here's what it is. We're war-weary. The country is war-weary. So if you take a poll and you say, uh, even if you say uh, they're committing genocide or uh, it's an act of terrorism, what's going on in um, in in uh the ukraine then you ask uh w- would you commit american troops to assisting or to helping or to reversing the answer is going to be overwhelming majority i guess the last one was only 27% agreed with it so let's assume you know the opposite didn't so but it's going to be you know 60% or so are going to say uh no no more troops we did enough of that we we went into u- useless wars we were there forever And uh, if that's the position of the American people, which it is, and if that is uh, adopted uh, by the American leadership, Republican or Democrat, you have taken all your leverage away to stop a dictator, to stop a bully. So I'm going to refer you to a very old book that was a bestseller called Leadership. It was written by me. And there's a chapter called Standing Up to Bullies. Uh, If we're going to stop uh, Putin, and more importantly, if we're going to stop the the communists coming up behind him, China, who who are watching this very carefully with regard to going over to uh, Taiwan and doing the same damn thing, we're going to have to find a way to alter that. We need to be more unpredictable. We need to be able to put in their minds that you go too far and, the, and still the greatest and biggest military in the world to crush you. If we don't have that, the, uh, sanctions isn't going to do it. Sanctions are nothing to these guys. You can, they can do a workaround with sanctions. They've got a big enough uh, alternative economy to deal with sanctions. And they're committed enough to t- make some sacrifices to accomplish what they've always wanted to accomplish, a Russian empire, a Chinese dominance. We need to rebuild our military and we need to be unpredictable. We got to go back to the Reagan days in which they scratch their heads and say, this guy may crush us. And I know from talking to Russians that that was the case. Uncovering the truth this week with Dr. Maria Ryan is going to cover this very question. How do we deal with this position and still protect ourselves? Rudy Giuliani, God bless Ukraine and the United States of America, of course.